0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
2: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Always do appreciate you guys making us part of your day each and every day. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we could not do this without you. Uh, okay, so let us go ahead and uh, I want to I want to spend a few minutes here talking about the, uh, the the upcoming Super Bowl. And guys, you know, look, it may not have been the matchup that we wanted. Okay, we had There was a chance for us here to get an outstanding matchup. Buffalo, Detroit, uh, those teams that have suffered the most, those fan bases that have suffered the most. We now get the Pro Bowl, who nobody watches this coming Sunday. As a matter of fact, I can tell you this. Um, networks now make you package the Pro Bowl into getting a lot of other things. So, hey, man, you get this
1: with your package, and we need you to carry it on your network. You should look up and find this past week's Saturday Night Live Cold Open. It was mocking the, um, the play-by-play hosts of the Baltimore-Kansas City game last week, bemoaning that, that this was the end of real football. They are like, this is the last real football game because once we get to the Super Bowl— it's all just one big commercial. It's all designed to sell you things. It's not real football. This is the end. And Tony Romo was so sad about this, and then it starts to infect all the other members of the crew. They all, like, cowered. It's like, oh, man, you're right. This is the end of real football. And then they break into a song about how much how sad they are about the end of real football. It's not, it's this past week's cold open to SNL. You should look it up. Was Romo the host? No, no, no. It was okay. uh, it's not really Tony Romo.
2: Oh, I see. It's a spoof of Tony yeah, Romo. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. So, yeah. like, Look, guys. It is. like There is a sadness here. But I, I'm darn sure not going to tell you that the Pro Bowl is one of two legitimate football games left. It's not legitimate at all. That said, 49ers Chiefs, you get Patrick Mahomes, You get Brock Purdy. I think there's a lot of interesting storylines in this game, so let's start with Brock. How about the fact that if he wins this game and the 49ers are currently favored to do so, favored by two points, let's see what the odds say in this game who's going to win. San Francisco, almost 60%, 59% to 41% chance San Francisco wins. If Brock Purdy wins this game, guys... It doesn't really matter what any of you think of him, okay? All of your slander, Brock Purdy hates, he's not good enough, none of that matters if he wins this game because they will have proven with that roster they have a QB good enough to win. You know, and I was listening to a lot of people say, well, you know what, man, Jared Goff and Brock Purdy are the same guy. Brother, I watched Brock Purdy in that last game and I continued to tell my wife, I said, I don't recall seeing him use his wheels this much. Like, he is motoring, man. He is moving. He is utilizing his legs, and he's got, that, he's got that little quick burst to him that is really something else. I think this could be the Brock Purdy Super Bowl. Here's the problem, okay? Kansas City's defense is every bit what San Francisco's is. So then you have a defensive wash. Uh, You need San Francisco's offensive weapons, of which they are top three in the league, to destroy Kansas City's weapons in that matchup, which could be bottom three in the league. Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, collecting the senior citizen discount. You need that that weapons battle to be lopsided and a landslide in San Francisco's favor. Then you look at Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy, with that talent can just not screw it up, can hit the passes that are there. Remember, my first Super Bowl here five years ago. Remember, San Francisco could have, some would say, should have beaten Kansas City. But Jimmy Garoppolo missed a wide-open bomb in the fourth quarter, and that ended up being the difference. Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl win with the Kansas City Chiefs ended up being the difference. I, I think, guys, this is an interesting matchup. I would have loved to have seen Detroit in there, in, in, in the Super Bowl. That would have been awesome. Baltimore, it would have been cool to see them get over the hump and not further perpetuate this, this MO that they have of always choking. That would have been nice. Wasn't meant to be. Was not meant to be. 844 is the number to get to us on the show. We've been asking you the question, would you – still root for a team that left you, okay? I I think this is an interesting question because a lot of fan bases are having to do just that, having to make that decision. Luke says, Mark Ryan, keep the Panthers in Charlotte and send David Tepper to NFL Europe. (laughs) I'm down with that, Luke. I'm down. Texter says, uh, let's see here. Diesel, what are you doing hanging around UF message boards? Oh, Diesel. He wants you to. He wants you to be very aware of this. He says, "Diesel, Appalachian like Boise is not a state."
1: Well, he's also saying that uh, the dummy who didn't know the difference between there and there
2: was a Florida fan. All right, we keep it going. We've got. Uh, if the Panthers left Charlotte, I would stop watching the NFL. A texter says, "They are the only team or game that I watch weekly." Texter says the Pro Bowl has gone so far downhill; it's sad. Used to be fun watching it in Hawaii. Then it got extra soft. Then it was skipped for a year. Yeah, wasn't it skipped uh, with COVID for a year? No reason to do that in COVID. Now it's like trash at Orlando. Yeah, like nobody cares. We as a society
1: do not have time anymore for stuff that doesn't matter, things that don't matter. We have no time for that. Brandon on the the Facebook chat, or excuse me, on the YouTube chat, asked if we were going to watch any of the UFL games in the spring. Like maybe one, but ultimately they don't matter. So I'm probably not going to watch more than about a game. I will, Diesel, because
2: I'm impressed that these leagues—you know—they've already lasted more than longer. Most of these uh, fly-by-night operations, right? They've—they've already—they're sticking around a little bit. That's nice to see. All
1: right, week two seasons. We'll see.
2: (laughs) I'm not really sure that counts as
1: sticking around.
2: Let's go to Rick in Greer, who is up next on the show. Hey, Rick.
1: Okay, two things, uh, Mark. Number one, the Panthers don't matter anymore. They've made so many bad mistakes. I don't like any of their hires. I mean, they just
2: keep making more mistakes, mistake after mistake after mistake, okay? In what way? Give give me what what mistakes. Well, Coach, for one thing, I mean, he wasn't on – any of the list was he? I mean, what was he? The 100th choice? Yeah, essentially. I think and, he uh, was lower than that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to speak about that. This is what I'm mad about. I
3: am mad about people backing into parking spaces, Mark. It's got to stop, okay? It does. I go, I go in a shopping center. Yeah. I wait 30 minutes for an old lady to back up. I don't know what it was about a ninety-foot car into a park. Pull into the parking
1: spaces, people. Don't back in, okay? There's a rule. Pull in, don't back in. <laughs> where Where is this rule written, Rick? Rick, you're 100% right. Uh, Diesel's it's wrong. Rick's rule. Diesel's, okay. Diesel's wrong. Rick, I'm gonna I'm gonna unveil a little secret to you. I back into parking spaces because you idiots whip through parking lots at 20 miles an hour, and you don't slow down for anybody trying to get out of their parking spaces if they're trying to back out. So screw you. I'll back in if I want to. Rick, I will never well, say screw about, you. Think about okay. how long people wait for you to back into that parking I'm space. quick, man. I mean, I'm quick. I'm I, got it a, it I got a small vehicle. I got a Jeep day. Wrangler, man. I can whip that thing into small spaces. Diesel just I said he's got a small vehicle that he can whip around in small somebody spaces. To pull a
2: <laughs> space. Okay. Yeah, Rick, listen listen to me. Listen to me. Okay, calm down. Listen to me. You're 100% right. Okay, diesel's wrong, and, Rick, this is not advisable. My wife is wrong. My wife always likes to show off to me how beautifully she can park because I can't do what she can do. Her dad was in the military, showed her all these fancy car maneuvers that I don't know, okay? And she can f- put her car anywhere, like this big a space. She can get her car in there, but she's always Just backing up in a parking
1: spots. What yes, are you doing? Who cares? You're mad that she can parallel park and you can't? I, hell yeah, I am. That's <laughs> deeply offensive Come today. on, man. Use that big salary to get a car that will parallel park itself. Big salary? Diesel. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you talking Diesel, about here? Please. Yeah. please pull in next time, dude. Rick, mad, Madcraft is calling you out. He says that you're an unpatient person. Uh, yes, I am. I'm old, and I'm senile, and yes, I am. I hey, am. hey, Rick, so, there's a cloud outside if you want to go yell at it, okay? Yeah. And by the way, Madcraft, it's impatient, not unpatient. Is it sounds like a, what is
3: he, a witch or something. <laughs> Madcraft. What is he
2: doing? We're still trying to figure that out, okay, Rick. Crap. Rick, good to hear from you, buddy. Good to hear from you. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, yeah, I second that. So, Diesel... Wifey, cut the crap. Stop back into the parking spaces, okay? Stop doing that. Nobody wants to wait for your slow butts to get in, okay? We're tired of that. In, out, on with your life. There's, not, there's nothing worse than, you, than being in a parking lot and you're waiting for the yokel to back in. There's nothing worse than that. I'm like, like of all the things you would like least to be doing with your time, That ranks right about, like, you know, wiping and being on hold, okay? Like That's right about there, waiting for the dude to back into a parking spot.
1: What a fantastic use of my time. Can't tell you how excited I am about that. Guy from Greenville just called in. He said he's got errands to run. Sounds to me like he was a little scared to come on the air. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm casting aspersions We're there very guy scary people but he said he had errands to run guy says that he's he he believes that pickup trucks are easier to back in than to pull forward into a space guy the answer to that question is maybe maybe it's because pickup trucks tend to have uh you know have you know better turning radiuses than than big cars I'm not sure maybe it's when you Back a, back a truck in like that, and now these the wheels that are turning are on the back end instead of the wheels moving forward to the wheels on, on the back end. Uh, maybe that allows them to maneuver into a space a little bit easier. I'm not sure. He didn't really support his claim very much. He's just saying, I've heard that it's easier to back in big pickup trucks. Can anybody uh, second what Guy has to say? You're all wrong. The only thing right is you're jerks,
2: all of you. Stop doing that. Nobody likes you. Nobody wants to wait for you. Okay? We don't have time for this. It doesn't even make any sense. But then when I leave, I don't have to
1: back out. That's when you back out is when you leave. Oh, Brandon just said, don't get me started on parallel parking. I have Cassie do it. Brandon, you let you get out of the car and let your wife park your car? Well, I Because ne- you can't parallel park?
2: Could never be me, Brandon. It is. Wow. Uh, by the way, guys, Dan Quinn, the new coach of the <laughs> Washington Commanders. Dan Quinn, by the way, uh, guess how many defensive playoff games defensive coaches won this year? Two. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, now the Washington Commanders head coach. Guess how many games last year defensive coaches won? One. 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 You see the shift, right? Now you've also heard me say that man, I really think the best the best coaches these days are culture builders. They're not they're not easily definable as offensive coaches, defensive coaches. These guys are culture builders, right? Dan Quinn, I don't know, man. You know that they go defensive, they go older, they go Washington. He knows the NFC East. Could work, I suppose. Don't really think it will. Um, I think Ron Rivera's a better head coach than Dan Quinn. but Mark Ryan, Dan Quinn went to a Super Bowl. Let's be honest. Kyle Shanahan went to a Super Bowl. Dan Quinn was in the little side robin mobile. What's that thing called, Diesel? Old school motorcycles used to have these all the time. Sidecar? Sidecar. How come they went away from those? Because everyone was dying in the sidecar? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're not very safe. No, not very safe. Used to be every motorcycle had those. So Dan Quinn was the quote-unquote head coach. When Atlanta made the Super Bowl, you guys know 28 to3. sorry, I know it's still too soon to remind you of that fact. But he was in the sidecar. Kyle Shanahan was driving that bad boy. He certainly, certainly was. And I will maintain that. I will maintain that. All right, What should the Chicago Bears do with a number one overall pick? That is a question we will ponder when offsides continues next. Right here on Offsides, we are the Fan Upstate.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
2: Great to have you guys with us. So, um, look, this whole thing has spawned a ton of discussion. Do you want me to wait for backing into the space or wait for me backing out of it while you're waiting to take it? The latter, Texter. The latter, because I might not get stuck about it. Diesel and I reached a truce about this in the commercial break. Hmm. Here is the truce, okay? Diesel says, Mark, I don't do it when there's anyone around me. Well, then I got no problem with it, okay? But 98% of people don't do that. And then we're sitting here waiting for you to perform an intricate maneuver, you know? Well. And no one wants to sit
1: there and wait for that, man. Well, you know, backing into a parking space is a lot like sex. You shouldn't do it if you're not good at it. Right. That's why I didn't for so many years, Diesel. Didn't for so many years. (laughs) Uh, Backing into spaces or sex?
2: Either. (laughs) I can't figure out which one I was worse at, you know? Um, Guys, we've got a a big decision coming up here with the Bears. The Bears have the number one pick in the draft. The Bears have Justin Fields. You guys might remember that I said before uh, that particular draft class that Justin Fields might be the best quarterback in that draft. He still might be. Look, guys, if you're a Clemson fan, I'm not trying to alienate you here, but Trevor Lawrence has not been great. He's been occasionally good, occasionally, but he hasn't been consistently great. You're not going to like this, but if you compare Trevor Lawrence's numbers to Mac Jones's numbers, you wouldn't be able to tell me who was who. And Justin Fields is right there as well out of that draft class. So we still think Trevor Lawrence is the franchise quarterback of Jacksonville. Brings great character, brings great leadership, but has also bought some pretty sketch decision-making. Justin Fields. How much of it is Justin? How much of it is the situation that he was drafted into? One of my favorite stats that I put together, guys, what's more responsible for a quarterback's success, right? Is it his talent or his situation? And the answer is his situation. Only 20% of NFL quarterbacks drafted in the first round were successful despite being drafted into bad situations. 80% of first-round picks drafted into first-round situations fail. Okay? Meanwhile, 60% of first-round QBs drafted into good situations succeed. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs, that's a great situation, right? Johnny Manziel, Cleveland Browns, that's a really, really bad situation. So, what do you guys believe the, the, uh, the Chicago Bears should do here? It is a fascinating discussion, right? Do you keep fields? Do you trade the pick? Do you trade fields and keep the pick? My issue is, if I'm keeping the number one overall selection, I'm not so sure at this stage that Caleb Williams is my guy. It's not that I don't value the talent. I do. I I don't like the prima donna. I don't like the crying. I don't like not playing late in the the postseason, in the bowl game. You know, I don't like that some of his teammates said, now we have a real team. Uh, I want to say they whipped NC State in the bowl game this year, uh, USC. Now we have a real team. Like Some of his teammates were saying that when he wasn't playing in the bowl game. What does that tell you? Remember the scene in the movie Draft Day? Bo Callahan, very underrated movie, very underrated movie. And Kevin Costner goes, you know what, man? Um, My belief is that I'm, I'm researching this guy. I'm doing my homework on this guy, Bo Callahan. No one came to his birthday party on the team. That didn't bother anyone else. It bothered him. Nobody liked him on the team. Didn't draft Bo Callahan. The surefire, bonafide fide, number one overall pick didn't draft him. Caleb Williams, same thing. Oh, man, the talent tantalizes. But what about the teammate? How, how is he as a teammate? How is he as a leader? Can you count on him when the chips are down? You know, Diesel, I'll tell you this we're about to have JJ Hardy on from uh, Panthers culture in the next segment. There's one thing that I, th- I know that you can decipher about Bryce Young after that first year. It's that he is a leader. You know, like he was never getting visibly shaken, never getting visibly down. We, when he had every reason to be like House of Pain and pack it up, pack it in, let me begin, I, he had every reason to do that. And yet he was always cheering on his teammates, backing them up, clapping his hands. You know, that was the worst team by far in the National Football League. And Bryce never mentally buckled. If he did, it took place off camera. Never noticed it. He was always supportive, always cheering on. Like, that was leadership. It's not easy to do that when you can't score. It's not easy to do that when the 40-year-old virgin scores more than you do. But I know that Carolina has... A bonafide, legit, number one pick in a leader in Bryce Young. Man, if you could really meld Caleb Williams and Bryce Young together, you'd have a hell of a player, right? Bryce Young's leadership, Caleb Williams' talent.
1: Problem is you don't. It's like the movie Rudy. Coach Notre Dame said, man, I wish I had 10 guys just like you. Just talented. Yeah. (laughs) It's like if I could put your heart into somebody else's body. That's it. That's exactly the problem. So what do you do
2: if you are the Chicago Bears? This might surprise you. I'm keeping Justin, and I'm trading number one. I don't want Caleb Williams. He's the guy that's going to fetch you the big, big prize. I'm punning. I don't love Drake May. Who I love is Michael Penix Jr., who I love is Jaden Daniels. So I might trade down from one to five, and I'll take who's left. I like that better. All right, my friends, J.J. Hardy, Panthers culture, joining us next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Look, guys, uh, Dave Canales arrived yesterday, One Panther Place, They uh, serenaded him. The energy was real good. I mean, I think that's what you get with him. The question is, does he know what he's doing? You know, like uh, Dave Tepper hired a guy that is very, very green. At the same time, guys, when you listen to Dave Canales speak, I'll be real with you. It's hard not to buy it. It's hard not to buy it. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, if I'm sitting down, if I'm Dave Tepper, if I'm interviewing this guy, He'd be advancing to the next round of the interviews with me, too. There's a real positive vibe. There's a real positive energy here. So might Dave Tepper actually have hit on something? Be awesome, wouldn't it? You know, like, I'm tired. Guys, I want this to get back to the Carolina Panthers are the NFL team for North and South Carolina. And it pains me that it isn't. You know, we, we laugh, we joke about it, but it actually hurts me when you guys say, Don't call them the Carolina Panthers. Call them the North Carolina Panthers. Brother, that hurts me. Cuts me deep. So what does J.J. Hardy think? Panthers culture joins us right now. He's been on with us like I thought this was going to be a season thing where he comes on with us every Thursday during the season. There's been so much going on with Carolina. It's impossible not to have him on right now. So, uh, J.J., are you like me? Impossible not to be impressed at the early statements, the early sound, the early vibe from Dave Canales. It's a—it's a its a feel-good vibe that seems sorely needed by this franchise right now, does it not? It
3: does feel good. You
2: know, before we actually made a hire,
3: you know, one of my biggest things um, for the Panthers was that they hired someone with really good energy, energy that the players could relate to, energy that felt authentic. And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about the candidates, you know, that were out there who I knew had good energy. I didn't know Dave Canales as a candidate. I admitted that. But I really wanted that because I felt like last season, when Steve Wilkes took over, I felt like he had good energy and it felt like the team really responded well to that. So this hire, year, I really wanted someone, you know, with really good energy that the players would believe in, it would fight for someone who came with some positivity because this group of guys, especially the young guys, have never really experienced winning uh, in Carolina. And so, uh, so yeah, you know, Dave Canales has been very refreshing in the energy department. He has that um, through and through, and so I've been I've been pleasantly surprised by how good his energy feels. And how authentic it feels. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking that, that attribute that he has.
1: JJ, overall, now that you've had a, a little extra time, another week to process and think about it and learn about this guy, and now that we we've heard the press conference from today, what would you have graded the higher last week? I'm not sure if we asked you like a one to ten grading, uh, one being really not happy with it, ten being just blown away. What would you have said you were last week, and what would you say you are right now?
3: I remember last week feeling like I had a gut punch, right? So I can't say that. I think we not. tweeted that.
2: I think we tweeted yeah, yeah, that yeah. out.
3: Yeah, you, we you p- did. I was a little bit embarrassed, you know, the day after <laughs> because I had kind of come around a little bit. uh um, But but it was good though because it was real and yeah. I really felt gut punch. So I would have to I would have to say that last week when it was announced. I was somewhere between like a a two and a four, you know, so let's say three. Um, today, I feel that I'm around like a seven, seven or eight. So seven point five, maybe. I don't
2: know, you know. But it, I'm definitely in a
3: better. Based about the higher today than I was a week ago.
2: So, so what do you feel better about, given the total lack of experience at this level and only one year of experience as an OC? I realize all the years coaching with Seattle, but none at at this level of the operation. The gamble to me is, you know, there's a ton of good Robins. Norv Turner was a good Robin. J.J. You know, what do you see in Dave Canales to know that he's a leader? He's a Batman.
3: You know, that's that's probably what's preventing me from being a 9 or a 10. You know, it's just that unknown aspect of can he truly command a full team, not just the offensive side of football, not just the quarterback. You know, can he walk into – the defensive room and those guys believe in him, you know, like guys like if Shaq Thompson is still around uh, for the twenty-fourth season, you no, know, will he believe in Dave Canales and his vision? Will the young leaders like Derrick Brown, we know he's going to be here. Uh, will he believe in Dave Canales, you know, and JC Horn and, and and guys like Von Bell, you know, like will they get behind Dave Canales and want to fight for him as a, as a player? Uh, so I think his, his energy, I think his focus, you know, when he, when he speaks, he's really, uh, intentional, you know, he talked a lot about, you know, Bryce young, you know, and, and it feels like, and I, and let me just say this part, you know, he sounds like a guy who really wanted to coach Bryce young, you know, what we would never find out is, you know, what those other coaches Said when they were asked about their plan for Bryce Young, Dave Canales actually said today that he had studied Bryce Young, and he believes that Bryce Young can be the guy. Um, he had been the guy at every level, and so I think he feels like I can get the best out of Bryce, and he has a track record that that proves that. Don't mean a, to, don't mean to inter-
2: interrupt you here, JJ. But uh, if you remember. The last game of the year, Todd Bowles had had some had a really magnanimous statement about Bryce Young, saying that when he's done, he's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. And it just yeah. it just hit me that you know for Dave Cal- Canales to take that job, they may not have been yanking our chain with that. I don't think they were. I really don't. I
3: think I I think they actually believe in what they see on film for Bryce Young. I mean, we don't have to go back that far, you know, to a, a a place, you know, where a lot of people really believe that Bryce Young was that guy, right? You know, when you start, you know, looking at the, you know, the the prospects and what they offer in terms of their strengths and their readiness, a lot of folks believe that Bryce Young was the most pro-ready he had been coached by Bill O'Brien, you know, a former NFL offense coordinator and head coach. Um, so he had the best preparation that any of the prospects had coming out of the draft. Now, C.J. Stroud, you know, it's the guy that he will always be compared to. And, you know, the worst possible thing happened this year with Bryce Young, and that's C.J. Stroud came out the gates and, you know, and, and experienced success immediately, took his team to the playoffs. And so it was easy, you know, for us to look at that and say, you know what, C.J. Stroud should have been the best pick. I really thought C.J. Stroud had the, was the most ready, you know, when you didn't listen to all the critics talk about his S2 scores and all this other stuff that they were bringing up. But still, you know, Bryce was always 1B, you know, in the 1A, 1B scenario. And so I think a lot of teams, and seemingly the Bucks and Dave Canales and Todd Bowles, you know, they were always on the train of thought that Bryce Young was the best quarterback, in the class coming out last season. And so um, Dave is just he's, he's a guy who I felt is on that side of things. And I felt like Dave Tepper was only going to hire a, a head coach who fully believed in Bryce Young. And I think with that being said, I think that's why I'm so high on it because, like, I'm starting to believe that whatever Bryce Young can be, I'm starting to believe that Dave Canales can get it out of him. And when you consider the fact that our defense was pretty good, I think, you know, that I keep seeing this ranking. and I haven't checked for myself, but, you know, we were the third overall defense in the NFL last year. Um, we Hopefully we bring in, you know, that coach back um, to, you know, in year two, you know, in the same system, hopefully get some more talent in that system. If we can stay where we were defensively and if Dave Canales can get Bryce to elevate his game, a lot. Baker Mayfield um, in Tampa last year. And I don't know if he can be to that level, but if he can just elevate it above where it was in his rookie season, then I think that translates to some number of wins. How many wins? I don't know, but I think it's definitely a positive move. And so uh, that's why I'm, I'm more optimistic after having some time to really analyze this decision after being able to uh, hear his plan and his vision. Um, He's coming from that that Pete Carroll um, coaching, you know, school of thought, that culture from Seattle when they were successful. I know Pete Carroll just got uh, relieved of his duties in Seattle, but Uh, Everybody knows about that Seattle Seahawks culture and how positive Pete Carroll is and how much of a player's coach Pete Carroll has been throughout his time in Seattle and even before. So now he's coming with that type of mindset. That's what he's seen, you know, for over a decade. And everything that you hear from around the league and all the reports of the players who've been with him, um, Geno Smith came out and said some really great things about him uh, almost a week ago. Like, it, it just kind of checks out that that's who he actually is. And so um, I, think, I think we can use that in Carolina. I don't know what it translates to in terms of long-term success or even short-term success, but I, I can see how our locker room, how this franchise can benefit from someone like him.
1: JJ Hardy, JJ, what do you make of the Brant Tillis hire? How much faith do you have in his ability to get contracts in order? Because that's something that the Carolina Panthers really need. They need to free up a lot of money. Uh, And uh, pardon me for, for maybe not knowing here, isn't his job description normally part of a traditional GM's responsibility? So how much conflict do you see with Dan Morgan in his daily duties uh, do you see that do you see it as a conflict in the making or is this Dan properly delegating? I think it's
3: them understanding who Dan Morgan is and who he isn't right. I think some franchises are set up to where the GM can both you know be the, the head uh, talent evaluator plus be the, the cap you know, cap maestro, the capologist, but from what I've noticed around the league, you know, especially over the last five to seven years, is that each organization has a GM, and then they have some type of assistant GM um, that can be like a capologist. I mean, we had that in place to an extent with Samir Suleiman who came from the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, and he was touted for being a cap expert, somebody who could really work the numbers and, you know, get players in and, you know, to where it can fit within the cap constraints. And I don't think Samir Suleiman did like a, a bad job, you know, if you will. I think he was asked to work out contracts for players that didn't work out. So I think he became a casualty of the situation when the, the guy he was paired with, Scott Fitterer, you know, just got canned for not making great decisions, not signing, you know, the players that turned out, um, you know, well. And so, you know, with the guy who was working out those contract figures for those bad acquisitions, um, I think he became a casualty of that. Brent Tillis to me represents what I think is probably one of the most savviest hires that Dave Tepper has made to date since buying the team in 2018. And the reason I think it's one of the savviest decisions is because he's bringing a, a, a front office person who has a track record of, of coming up with really team-friendly deals. You know, if you look at the, the Patrick Mahomes deal, you know, the 10-year contract, that's really a, a, a very favorable team-friendly contract when you look at the fact that whether he's getting paid uh, on a per-year basis it, it looks smarter and smarter each and every year, and, it, and he's performing above that level of every year. They're back in the Super Bowl again. I think he's in the third year of that deal. Um, what they did to get Chris Jones back in Kansas City this off-season, you know, after having like a little contract dispute, you know, the contract looks great on paper and it's very team-friendly, you know, and he's back in the Super Bowl with the team again. So. And, you know, that that organization has drafted super well when you look at um, last year's Super Bowl roster. You know, they had like three rookies starting on defense. Um, and I don't know how much Brant Tillis is on the evaluation side, the player evaluation, but there have been reports that he's brilliant with the numbers and he's also involved in, in talent evaluation. And so I think Dave Tepper knows that Dan Morgan has a specific skill set. And I think that's on the evaluation side, but he knows that he's probably not the greatest at contract math. So we need a guy, a fresh guy who can be paired with Dan, who can help him on that side of the house and let Dan be focused on the things that he's great at. And so, um, and in that way, I think they are going with the trend of a lot of NFL teams and, uh, and I think it's a really good get for Dave Tepper. You know, I don't give him a lot of credit. I know I've come on the show and and been very <laughs> negative about Dave Tepper. No, you but, but no, no, just I'm I gotta you know, I gotta play it both ways. You know, I'm a fair guy, you know. So I I've been critical when he's when he's done stupid things.
2: Keeping it a buck. Uh, I actually think I actually think this was smart. Keeping it a buck. We appreciate that.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: JJ, who should Carolina target with pick 33 and why is it Michael Penix, Jr.? No, I'm just kidding. Realistic (laughs) targets for the Panthers at 33. What are you thinking?
3: Well, from what I've seen, and, um, this is senior bowl week, you know, for those who who don't track that, you know, this is senior bowl week. A lot of good prospects are down in Mobile, Alabama. I'm showcasing their talents amongst other talented guys and, um, one guy that has been sticking out to me for the last few months, and I've actually watched him for the last two seasons. Um, I like Lad McConkey, man. You know the 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 Georgia wideout. Really? And I know it's, it's like it's, really. I, I do I do, and I know that you're a Florida guy, so you know you probably got a little bias Whoa. against Georgia guy. Oh
2: well, but, listen, um, you know if um if if you tell me that this is the Panthers Julian Edelman i i could i could get with that i
3: i don't know if he's Edelman i really don't know how to classify him um because i think he's faster than Edelman okay um Edelman wasn't a wide receiver a college wide receiver coming out of college he was a converted quarterback i think lad mcconkey is a straight baller you know and um and, you know, he's, he's fast. He gets great separation. And when I think about the type of guy that I want to see Bryce be paired with, um, if we draft wide receiver at 33, he's, he's the guy that is at the, the top of the line for me because I think if you aren't just paying attention to, like, all the size and all that stuff, I think he's looked the best out of the crop of wide receivers – um, that's down at senior bowl. And, you know, he balled out for the university of Georgia, you know, for the last two years. And so I don't think that was a system thing. I think he's just that type of guy. And so, uh, so he's, he's, he's at the top of my list for wide receivers. Um, when it comes to the offensive lineman, um, I can't think of the guy's name right now, but I think it's like Jackson powers, you know, whatever. He's a center. Um I like him as well, you know, and, and I know Center is in a position that, you know, that we look at and say, you know, you, you got to have that early in the draft. But
2: Hey, hey, I'll tell season. you this on Centers uh, real quick, JJ. You know, if you okay. saw that uh, Alabama playoff game with Michigan, what they wouldn't give to have a center who could just snap the ball back, right? Man. I mean, like yeah. they, they, they couldn't even get the snap right on the final play. You know, the center, an old wise yeah. man once told me, your importance in the game of football is in direct proportion to the distance you line up from the football. The closer you are to yeah. the football, the more important you are. That's the engine of the offense, man. You don't have to sell me on a center. You just have to sell me that he's good.
3: Yeah, I mean, and this guy, seemingly for this class, he is that guy. You know, last, um, what well, two seasons ago, it was the the center who ended up in Baltimore, you know, was the best offensive lineman in the draft, but we had to go tackle So we couldn't draft him. Right. You know, and then we ended up with Baltimore's um, free agent center being Brad Bozeman and Brad, you know, had a good first year in Carolina, but he really struggled in 2023. And, um, and he's a great guy, great community guy. The team fell in love with him, but he didn't fit the scheme that they tried to implement where it was a zone blocking scheme. And I really think Canales based on what I've, read and you know and, and studied about who he is, I think he runs a scheme that's more similar to that than the power scheme that Bozeman played okay in um so I don't want to go into year two without a center you know who can block you know pass block and do all the things necessary of a center in a in a mobile scheme in a in a scheme that moves laterally and so I need uh for my center to be able to do those things and and you know i'm I'm kind of one of these guys who I remember Jim Harbaugh saying several years ago when he was still in San Francisco, that your team has to be built really strong up the spine, you know, from the running back to the quarterback and really it's the quarterback as the, as the brain of thing, but the, the quarterback center, defensive tackle, middle linebacker safeties, right? Like if your team is strong up the spine, um, then they'll be able to withstand, you know, the, the rigors of the season and be strong, strongly built. And um, right now, you know we have a couple of missing uh, discs in our spine, and I think center is one of them. That's a that if it's not missing, it's definitely um, displaced. And so I don't want that to be a pain point, you know, for the for the Panthers going forward. And I think you know we could go wide receiver there. I think we can go um, offensive line there, center being one of those positions, or you know go a really good guard or tackle. But um, so but if you're asking me, you know, if, if Ladd McConkie's on this on the board. There at 33, and there's a few more wide receivers that I'm looking at, too. It doesn't have to be Ladd, but I think Ladd is going to be a good get, you know, for whoever gets him. You know, people are going to look back and say, man, you know, I wish we had a guy like Ladd McConkie in, in a couple of years.
2: There you go. He is J.J. Hardy. He covers and does his thing for Panthers culture on Twitter. You hear this analysis. You get that. You get humor. You get big takes. You get all the above <laughs> on your Carolina Panthers Great catching up with you, pal. Thanks so much, as always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a good one, bud. Take care. J.J. Hardy of Panthers Culture. We've got the top five at five. Coming your way next here on Offsides, we are the Fan Upstate
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
2: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball